0: Khalil Mack is now officially a charger with the new league year opening on Wednesday. And we got to hear him at his first press conference. And we also got to hear from Brandon Staley and his thoughts about his new star edge rusher and what Tom Telesco loved so much before he pulled off that big trade. And we're getting into all those thoughts on today's locked on Chargers podcast.
1: You are locked on chargers. Your daily podcast on
0: the Los Angeles chargers. Part of the locked on podcast network. Your team Every day, what is up, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons. But we're heading into our fifth as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team. Every day, What's up, guys? Thank you for making us your first listen. And before we get into everything, I do want to apologize. I know we teased the director on today's show, the YouTube sensation and obviously a huge presence on Twitter at Kiwi Filmmaker. We lost the video for the first time ever. The platform we used to record did not save the video. So we are currently trying to retrieve that. And we should have it for you guys next week if we're able to do that. If not, we will reschedule with him because he was awesome. You guys really missed out. <laughs> I don't need to tell you. But thank you guys for checking us out, anyways. And make sure to never miss the show by subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David Khalil Mack did speak at a presser on Wednesday, so at least we have something to talk about and talked about what's exciting about joining Brandon Staley again. And also, we get to hear from Brandon Staley, who gave a couple of key quotes about what he thought about Khalil Mack and specifically how much gas he has left in the tank. And Tom Telesco spoke with a radio show on Wednesday as well, talking about not only the Khalil Mack trade, but also the J.C. Jackson signing and just exactly why they wanted to pull off that big move and then at the end of the show we're beginning into the AFC West arms race and what the rest of the AFC West has been doing the Broncos getting Randy Gregory Russell Wilson some other good pieces and the Broncos I mean the Raiders pulling off a big move on Wednesday by signing Chandler Jones and what that means for the Chargers right tackle situation but let's get to this Khalil Mack press conference David we finally got to see it and that's like one of the great things about Wednesday it means nobody's going back on their deal right nobody's pulling a Randy Gregory, one second on the Cowboys, one second on the Broncos. There's no Anthony Barr situation. There's no JD McKissick situation. So we've been celebrating all week, but at least now we get to officially celebrate. All of these dudes are officially on the Chargers.
1: Yeah, thank goodness, right? And I mean, how embarrassing is that for those situations, for those players to agree to terms on contracts and and then just to, you know, renege on that and completely change their mind and go to another team or go back to their previous team. That's sure. That didn't happen with the Chargers, thank God. And uh, <laughs> I mean, the, they, uh, the, I think that the a large part of that is Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco, and the crop of talent that the Chargers have on both sides of the ball. I think the Chargers are a destination where players want to play. They know that their chances of winning football games is very high with the collection of talent that is obvious in LA.
0: I know. Can you imagine? It's like, actually, Cleo Mack didn't pass the physical, right? Or J.C. Jackson decided to go back to the Patriots in another oh, diabolical man. Bill Belichick move type of situation, right? But Cleo Mack did speak at his press conference, and like a lot of NFL press conferences, you kind of have to sift through and find the interesting parts about it. But I think one of the most important things was just him opening up about his health. If you could say that much, he said he's 100%. He's good. Whatever you want to hear, David, Cleo Mack <laughs> is fully ready to go.
1: And that is what I want to hear. I, I want to hear that he is a hundred percent confident that he is ready to go. That there there is no no restrictions on the foot. Obviously, that had to be something that they they talked about and went in depth about the medicals to make sure that he was going to come back and be that same Khalil Mack of that we have you know we've seen throughout his you know tenure in his career in the NFL, which has been a dominant destructive force mm, no matter sure. you know what you're asking him to do you're asking him to stop the run he's doing that at an elite level you want him to get after the pa- after the passer he's also doing that at an elite level he is an elite player when everything is right and you know he he's not an injury prone player he's only missed two games before the injury that he suffered this season so Khalil Mack is an absolute monster and I, I think the one thing that I really enjoyed the most about this press conference was just his predisposition, Danny. You can tell that he is absolutely hungry to get out there and show everyone that Khalil Mack is still Khalil Mack.
0: Yeah, and he talked about the narrative around him. He says, you turn on the TV, hear what they're saying. It's like, okay, I bet. And you know what I mean? I'll bet on yeah. myself. Any day, and I think as far as the foot goes, I think one of the things that makes you feel so much better about it, and obviously I'll knock on wood here, is just how much yes. improved the Chargers' strength and conditioning resources were last year, right? Amen. And staff was, and obviously there's the Brian Bulaga situation, but that one almost just seems like a taking time bomb. But they kept their stars on the field obviously knock on wood but it yes. makes you feel better that you could see him return to that dominance and he doesn't really need to go very far because even the last time we saw him playing on the field he was crazy I mean six sacks in seven games last season before he ended up getting season-ending foot surgery but that makes you feel good about it and obviously you know what he opens up but I do think the other part of it you know just as far as guys not wanting to leave the Chargers right or to renege on their deals as you put it but I think part of that is the Brandon Staley culture. And he was asked about rejoining Staley. And he said, it was weird to hear, but understanding that the team and the coach having the relationship with Coach Staley and knowing his mindset and his passion for the game, it kind of went bittersweet to excited. Knowing who I'm dealing with and the type of man he is first and foremost and how much he truly loves the game of football. You can feel that whenever you speak to him. And I think that is just something that we've heard, not just from you know current players, we've heard it from former players. And I do think it is something that's helped them in free agency so far is being that destination that you're talking about, but also having that coach who has his fingerprints all over this organization now, and you're seeing that guys do actually want to come play for this man.
1: They love Brandon Staley. I mean, I don't think I have ever heard a single person utter a foul or negative comment of any kind. They all speak the same way. They all say he is genuine. They all say he is incredibly intelligent. They all say he is a wonderful person to be around and they always talk about the man before they talk about the football coach and i think that's so important and that's the culture that he's bringing to this chargers organization i think you know it's something that's much more personable it's someone who you know you feel like you can relate to just you know if you're a fan or a regular person brandon staley is a, a guy that you feel like this is a guy that i like to be around you know, regardless of his status as a coach. And I think that's what's been so valuable about what he has brought to the table with the Chargers is that, and obviously the incredible, brilliant mind that he brings to the table. Khalil Mack is obviously very impressed and very happy that he has somebody that he knows and is very comfortable with, with Brandon Staley.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could see how highly he thought of Brandon Staley just as the way he was talking about him, just with all of his body language and stuff, and he just credited him a bunch with what he was able to do in Chicago when Khalil Mack had to learn that entire playbook in five days, as he put it, which just sounds insane to have to do. And I just think that that's just another player kind of proving that Brandon Staley is that player's coach and another player who Brandon Staley already knows how to use. I mean, when he was talking about Joey Bosa, when he first arrived, it was just like, hey, Joey is the Khalil Mack kind of of our defense, right? Now you have both of those dudes on the same defensive line. It was also interesting to hear what he said about Giff Smith Smith and Jay Rogers because he said that he's going to be working with both of them, right? He said it was going to be a mix, but it also kind of made it seem like he was going to be working more with Giff Smith, who was actually with the defensive line, not the edge rushers last year. So that'll be interesting to see how those groups mix because I know Giff Smith was obviously one of Joey Bosa's favorite coaches and I'm excited to see how that works out but we did get to hear from Brandon Staley as well and what he had to say about Khalil Mack specifically about all those who dare to doubt Khalil Mack and we got to hear from Tom Telesco as well kind of hidden on Sirius radio but he did have some glowing things to say about Khalil Mack and also JC Jackson so we'll get into those comments before we get into the arms race in the AFC West I mean it's just been getting absolutely nutty over there but If you guys want to get nutty, March Madness is here, and you guys have the tournament today starting with games literally all day. It's the best day to bet, and the only place I bet with is at BetOnline.net because they have the best – honestly, I think they have the most creative and unique bets that you can find anywhere, but they have the best odds lines and props that you're going to find on any betting website. And With BetOnline.net, it is your number one place for all college hoops action, so make sure you guys are getting in on that because – the one thing that makes you really care about a 16 seed is if you're betting on them to win against a one seed, right? And you got a lot of money riding on it. So make sure you guys get in With BetOnline.net, the most exciting time of the year to bet, especially during these games, I'm excited. I'm going to be so drained after this weekend watching all of these college basketball games, and it's going to be so much fun betting with BetOnline.net. But it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting, wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David, we didn't actually get to see the video, but there were some reporters who pulled some quotes from Brandon Staley who actually had some really interesting things to say, probably more interesting than Khalil Mack, obviously, and he did it in just a couple of kind of quotes that we saw. But he was talking about Khalil Mack and he said, I'm excited for him to be around our team and to build a team with him on the roster. It was an amazing year in Chicago, but that didn't last long enough. To be able to do it again is very special. I'm excited about it for sure. And that was cool to kind of hear it because you know, how highly he thinks of this player, David. I mean, obviously, he's one of the guys that makes Brandon Staley feel like he can build the defense he had with, like, the Rams, right, or with what the Bears had with Vic Fangio when he was the Bears coach and that dominant defense he had over there. And he also said the cost was very minimum for a player of his caliber. I think it was excellent. We know everything about this guy, and he's what's bringing and what he's bringing to your team, and you know vice versa. And that's also something that's been a sentiment as well is just helping you make this trade was a lot of it because you know the guy you're getting, you know how he fits and all those things.
1: Well, to have that intimate knowledge of who he is and what he does on a daily basis, I I think makes the decision makers who are trying to consummate this trade a lot more comfortable because, you know, the whenever you're trying to make any kind of deal, information is your friend. You want all the information that you can get so you can make an informed decision. So having, you know, a, a former position coach who was with you every single day and saw the incredible things that you were able to do on a day in and day out basis. And of course, you know, what you were able to do as a defensive player of the year, a three-time all pro. I mean, the, his accolades obviously are a mile long. So Khalil Mack and that, like that great and relationship that was formulated with Brandon Staley, there's no other way to put it, but this is the reason why this trade was made that That relationship between those two guys is the reason why Khalil Mack is a charger right now.
0: When like, it was very inexpensive to get that caliber of player. I mean, when we were talking with the director, he was like, you know, I thought it was a first for sure. I thought it was a first for sure. When it first came out before the actual, you know, trade and I didn't care. Yeah, no, and we were totally cool with it. But what Stevie also said is he brings playmaking ability and a style of play that we believe in. I don't think we had enough of that last year. Not even close. He's a dominant, complete defender. And it was interesting hearing kind of Brandon Staley roasting his own guys from last year. But that's what the <laughs> Brandon Staley's kind of been about, right? I mean, out in with the new, out with the old kind of thing. He's let guys go. He's brought in new players that have performed extremely well, at least, you know, going into season two. And now we have a lot of reason to feel excited about it. And Brandon Staley, was also talking about, you know, the narrative behind Khalil Mack, maybe being a little washed, maybe being, you know, in a decline. And that's what he had to say people are saying that then they certainly don't know him at all and if they are saying that then good luck to them because you'll see you'll see that's not something I would want to hear if I was in that rest of the AFC West
1: not at all that's what I was saying earlier is just I think it just go, goes along with how Khalil Mack was answering those type of questions chip he's on like, his shoulder he's like yeah. hey you want to you want to doubt me like, you, you want to <laughs> doubt me and then Brandon Staley's like you want to doubt Khalil Mack like, are you, are you for real right now? Like, are you thinking straight? Uh, they, they both, yeah, exactly. They both feel that same way. So it just makes you really excited for what these guys are going to do now that they have more years in the NFL. And Brandon Staley has more years as a coach, has more knowledge, gets to, you know, you know, add with his staff who is in place, the guys that he knows, the coaches that he brought in to really try to maximize and get the absolute most out of Khalil Mack. I mean, having a guy of this, this quality of this caliber with, you know, the relationship you had before is only going to mean great things. As long as he's able to stay on the field, he never had an issue with it before. If he's healthy, Khalil Mack is going to be a force and Brandon Staley is obviously very excited to show everyone that Khalil Mack is still that beast.
0: And I wouldn't want to be the first quarterback that he hits, right? Because, you know, he's just bringing <laughs> down the hammer on whoever that poor soul is. And I can't wait to see it. But, I mean, it might even be a penalty. I don't even know if I'm going to care. Like, in the I mean, ball in his hands, it just gets hit so hard that they just throw a flag because they feel bad about it. But we also got to hear Tom Telesco talk about his new additions in an interview with Sirius XFM NFL. Right. You know, not everyone has XM, right? Radio. Right, yeah, I know I don't. So it was interesting to hear the comments from him that we were able to scour through and find. And what he did say about Khalil Mack specifically was we think as we lined up last year, but, you know, Joey Bosa had a great year for us, but he sees a lot of chips in double chips and triple chips, a lot of attention coming his way. So I think adding another pass rusher on the other side, like Bill Bolian would know when they had Mathis and Freeney in Indianapolis. There's only so many people you can double. So I think it's going to help to both players but Khalil is also very good against the run David I mean it does show you that they really the philosophy there is kind of exactly what we thought we knew they needed another threat on the opposite side of Joey Bosa and now it's kind of like what you said when they first got him right pick your poison
1: yes absolutely and I think this is going to help both players so much because they're going to get so many more one-on-one opportunities you're not going to double Joey Bosa when you have Khalil Mack on the other side right. and you, you know, you would be wise not to do that and vice versa. So that's why these guys are, I mean, Joey Bosa, like I said, had to be the most excited person right. in the world that Khalil Mack was going to be a charger and he was going to be on the other side of them. And also, you know, on, on one of those uh, interviews was they were talking to Derwin James too. And they're like, Hey, what you going to do when you got Joey Bosa? when you got me and you got Khalil Mack all coming out to the quarterback at the same time, that's really pick your poison. No matter what it is, you're going to get hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe just hand the ball off that's coming, because I I don't think you want to drop back to pass for that. But I think the other people who are obviously going to benefit the most from that are the interior defensive linemen like the Sebastian Joseph Day, even though he just came from playing – you know, with Aaron Donald, obviously, but now he has two guys on the edge that command so much attention. I think it's going to open things up for him and Jerry Tillery and Austin Johnson to some extent as well. But I think that's what's really exciting about it. And with Khalil Mack, having that kind of player on the edge opposite Joey Bosa, we've never actually seen it before, right? Even with the prime Melvin Ingram, we've never seen that. And I'm so excited to see it but telesco also talked about jc jackson and he said jc has the man cover skills we really covet with our cornerbacks and not only does he have the man cover skills but he has a great feel and ball skills to turn the ball over i know everybody wants that that's nothing new but when the ball's in there he plays like a wide receiver he's done it consistently in new england and he was consistently durable in new england and that was the other thing david is like one thing that we talked about brandon staley all last year he kept bringing up is just like We haven't had this defensive backfield on the field at the same time. It was like 43 snaps of Chris Harris Jr. right with Michael Davis and Asante and Azir and Derwin. It was like a terribly low number of snaps. Not only is this dude going to get the ball back to Justin Herbert more, and he might have been the second happiest outside of Joey Bosa, just thinking like, hey, I might not have to put up 30 points to win a game, right? I mean, I think that's what you think of when you see this. The durability there, the fact that he's always going to show up to games when that was such an issue last year, and also giving the ball back to that dude.
1: Well, and he also talked about the relationship that Derwin James had with JC Jackson too, and and talked about his role in kind of recruiting JC Jackson to the Chargers. So having somebody that they knew and they already had, you know, JC Jackson, you know, very high on on their list based off of those comments, you know, they were you know very very excited to bring him in. And the deal that they got him on, too, I think, you know, that's absolutely unbelievable. You know, you think about $16.5 million when this is a guy that was, you know, targeted to make 20 plus million per season and probably yeah. would, would have earned it at, at that point. But, I mean, bringing in a caliber of player, obviously, Tom Telesco was very excited to get him, understands his value, understands what he's bringing to the table, and also wanted to make sure that he got a player that was not only productive, but also durable as well. Because Hey, if you can't be on the football field, you can't help anybody. And J.C. Jackson has proven in his career that he is going to play and he is going to take the ball away. And the Chargers need both of those aspects in spades.
0: Absolutely. And as Dave Drogmeyer said on the show a thousand times, your best availability, your best ability is availability, right? So you That's have right. to be on the field. And like, it, especially with the Chargers' depth at corner, as we're sitting here now, you need that dude to stay on the field because he's obviously. The second best player in your secondary now behind Derwin James, and your best corner by a country mile, as we Absolutely. see it. So, he and he just brings a different aspect than the other dudes do. You'd be losing a lot there, but and we do have to talk about why the Chargers are in, you know competing in this arms race and why they're going all in this season because the rest of the AFC West is trying to keep up as well. And like this division is going to be so nuts. Russell okay. Wilson with the Broncos. I mean, even the Raiders making a big move. Murderers with Row, Jones. Man. yeah. I mean. Lord help whoever the Chargers right tackle ends up being. And they desperately need one because of all the craziness going around. While Kansas City is kind of losing out so far in the offseason. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. Because the one thing I do know is J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack are going to be a big headache for the rest of the AFC West. But if you're trying to avoid a headache when something goes wrong with your car and you need a part, the only place to go is rockauto.com. You don't want to have to go tr- try to find a chain storefront. Go up to the counter, talk to the dude just for him to ask you questions that you're not going to know the answer to, right? Go online, go to rockauto.com and a few easy clicks, you will find the part that you need. I don't know a ton about cars. I'll be honest with you guys. And even I've used rockauto.com three times and got the part I needed every time. And I got the best price. Why spend 30 50, even 100% more on any kind of part when you can get it much cheaper at rockauto.com and you're supporting a family-run business. Rockauto.com is the only place I go for my parts. And make sure you guys go to rockauto.com to find all the parts they have available for your car or truck and right locked-on in there. How did you hear about this box? Something then we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David, well, now it's time to talk about the wild, wild West. And, of course, I'm talking about the AFC West. And I think last year you probably make the argument that the NFC West was the best division in football. And you have, you know, the Cardinals and the 49ers and the Rams all making, you know, the playoffs and the Rams winning the Super Bowl, obviously. It feels like this year the AFC West is obviously the best division in football and it felt like that before free agency even opened up right like that's just kind of the feeling especially with russell wilson going to the broncos and let's start there david because that was something that i didn't expect to see obviously that was a really great move for them because we know how bad their quarterback situation was we saw it twice a year the last six years we've been covering the team and they sent away a lot of draft picks obviously worth it in my mind to get that dude and they also signed Randy Gregory and DJ Jones, a defensive tackle I was really high on. So the Broncos are definitely trying to keep up, David. I've been impressed with what they've done so far in this offseason.
1: Yeah, I mean, what was the running joke here the last 10 years in, in, in this division or whenever you know Peyton Manning decided to hang it up was – who the hell is going to play quarterback for the Broncos? I and mean, they cycled, what, 15 different quarterbacks or whatever it is. Joe Some ungodly number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, or whatever. I mean, or no more Trevor names.
0: Simeons, no more Paxton Lynch's, no more Drew Locks. unfortunately. Ugh,
1: yes. Yeah. You know, Denver sends two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant, all to the Seahawks for a future hall of fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson obviously is a monster and you know on that team where they have a very good defense, have had a very good defense for many years now and have a crop of young wide receivers that they have signed to multi-year deals. This is definitely an up and coming team. There's no other way around it. But uh I mean The quarterback move is the biggest move here. Randy Gregory could be a sneaky move here. I think this is a a player who has resurrected his career from you know, the, you know, the issues he was dealing with in the sure. beginning. I'd still uh, rather
0: them have Randy Gregory though. than mom Miller call me oh, crazy all
1: day, all day. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Look at that deal. Six years, 120 million <laughs> to the bills. That is uh, absolutely insane to me. DJ Jones, uh, you know, $10 million a year for him. I like the the chargers picks and the guys they brought in for the money that they signed them for, I think was a better value, but there's no way um, that you can talk about the Broncos without saying that they got and, incredibly better this off season,
0: and yeah, just like the Chargers, they have some holes that they'll still have to figure out and get those things ironed out before the season because they're not a complete team at this no. point either. But they're right there, right? They, they're able to compete. They have a shot, and I think for you know Broncos fans, that's all you can want. And for Chargers fans, it just means that this division is just getting that much more competitive. And even when it wasn't Russell Wilson, you were still splitting games with them when it was Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and Joe Flacco and <sighs> Brett Ripon. You know, like yeah. It never mattered before. Now it's going to be competitive. At least now you have a guy like Khalil Mack to chase him down. And you have a guy like JC Jackson to pick him up on the back end. But the Raiders, David, also made a big move on Wednesday. They took their big swing. They traded Yannick Ngakwe away for Rakia Sin because they signed Chandler Jones to a giant deal. And it's just another move that just makes you look at the Chargers right tackle position and makes you a little weary.
1: Oh man, does it ever. I mean, you had enough problems with Max Crosby (laughs) with Storm Norton, and now you have to have to worry about him and Chandler Jones on this. Oh man, that's absolutely scary. Yannick Ngakwe is all right, but he's nowhere close to the player that Chandler Jones is. Chandler Jones is at a very, very next level. He is a future Hall of Famer in his own right. The kind of sack numbers he's put up is, I mean, the, the, the genes and that family is
0: absolutely insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, just give me a, a smidgen of that, please. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're they're way better. I mean, Max Crosby was a demon on his own. Now he has his own, you know, partner in crime to really right. take those double teams off of him. So I mean, thank God for Rashawn Slater. Right? Can we find another Rashawn Slater for the right side, please? Uh, yeah. The Chargers have to address the right side of their defensive line because the Raiders were already a problem, and they're an even bigger one now.
0: Well, and Tom Telesco, I mean, at least acknowledge that, too, when we heard him in that interview today. He was just saying, like, hey, we're just trying to keep up with what the rest of the AFC West is doing. It's like, hey, you started it, buddy, with Khalil Mack. Don't forget. <laughs> I guess the Broncos started it with Russell Wilson. But yeah, either way, Broncos and Raiders right now, they don't look like they're taking a step back. I mean, the Raiders did have to cut some players. I mean, that roster, I think, still has some pretty suspect holes on it. And it's yeah. still Derek Carr as quarterback. So, I mean, they're still going to have the worst quarterback in the division. I feel safe saying at this point, I still think Russell Wilson, even off of a down year is better than Derek Carr, who has 130 plus touchdown season. But there's another team, David, and that is the perennial AFC West champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And every year we're like, okay, well, the Kansas City Chiefs can't really do anything because they have no cap space. But somehow they're going to end up making it work. And they haven't done anything so far. They did franchise tag Orlando Brown Jr., which made their salary cap situation a little stickier. They are restructuring Frank Clark's contract to give them a little bit more space. But really, the biggest move that they made so far is signing Justin Reed, the safety, to a three-year deal, who's a fine player. I mean, yeah. it's no no slide on Justin Reed here. But no. what it does mean, though, David, is it means that they're losing Tyron Matthew after already losing Traverius Ward. So, I mean, that's a couple of really big pieces on a defense that played well down the stretch, but a defense that the Chargers still shredded both times they played it.
1: Oh yeah. And now that he have a lot more questions uh, that they need to answer in that secondary and they're losing a lot of leadership and a lot of playmaking ability, a lot of uh, you know versatility with Tyron Matthew, you can put him all over the place. And I, I think that's definitely something that is going to be sorely missed. I mean, you can't compare these two players. I mean, like you said, Justin Reed is a fine player, but he's nowhere the stature of a Tyron Matthew. And Losing Shavarius Ward, I think, is also a a very, very big thing of note because he was a great tackler and he was uh, honestly an underrated corner. I thought he played very, very well for the Chiefs and they're going to have to replace that production. So I think if we're looking at the AFC West here, Daniel, and we're considering all the moves that each team has made, I think the Chiefs right now have gotten worse.
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to say that. I mean, because it's like they had Orlando Brand Jr. already, and that's one of the biggest moves that they've made. I know they have been looking into some receivers. I mean, they're definitely not done yet. I'm sure they're going to find a way to get under the cap, make a couple moves, get somebody on the cheap who wants to go ring chasing, right? Seems like it happens with them every year they're still you know the team to be in my opinion until it happens i mean they've won the division so many times in a row they've gone to the afc championship so many times in a row and the super bowl a couple times in the last few years yeah they are the team to be in like even with all their you know the people that are leaving them they've had terrible defenses before and been fine i do think it is going to catch up to them to some extent anyways and if you look at the games the chargers played against the chiefs a couple of those guys can make a big difference with how close those games were. I mean, Justin Herbert against Patrick Holmes is one and two. And two of those games are overtime losses. One, he never got to touch the ball. And the other one, they lost on a 58-yard overtime field goal. Both the losses came in overtime. And also, Justin Herbert beat them last year with some crazy late-game heroics. So, that's going to be such a fun matchup for a long time. And this AFC West is just going to be so... So crazy. I'm looking forward to the crossovers. Chock full of
1: primetime games, Daniel.
0: I mean, you'd have to think, right? And I mean, it's just, there's definitely going to be a lot of AFC West trash talk. I mean, and the Raiders still somehow always seem to hang around, right? And so we'll see what happens with them. But I mean, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, bangers, right? Just, it's going to be insane. I'm so excited to watch it, and hopefully the Chargers will make me feel a little bit better about it by what they do for the rest of free agency. Filling in those big cracks, filling in some of those major holes before the draft. And they still have 10 draft picks. Yes, you heard that 10 draft picks, even after trading away their second round pick for Khalil Mack. So they'll have some chances. But how many of those players can be impact players? The one thing you hope is that these guys can still develop, that they can find some players that turn into players for them down the road that can help the depth situation for the Chargers. Because when you're spending the money on these top tier players like they are, you need those cheap rookie contract dudes to come through. And they just haven't enough. They needed to start now. But. <clears throat> That is going to do it for today's show, though. Tomorrow is Fan Mail Friday, so we hope you guys are back here with us today. We are sorry again about the interview that fell through, but we're hoping we can have that to you guys next week as well, and we appreciate your guys' patience on that, and we appreciate you guys making us your first listen today. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out the Locked On NFL Draft so you can get updated by Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy about some guys that maybe the Chargers should be going after in the 2022 NFL Draft. But to make sure you don't miss this show, Subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. Follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And since it's Fan Friday tomorrow, hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown LAC. You can either tag the Twitter handle or you can tag me on Twitter at Dan talk Sports or David Drogemeyer on Twitter at Dro talk SD. We will get those questions on the show. We have a lot of good reactions to the big moves the Chargers have made over the last week and a half. I mean, really week at this point. It's been a wild week, and we're recording the show at 2:30 a.m. in David's time. So we appreciate you guys. Bearing with us today and call into the lockdown Chargers voicemail line as well to give us your question, trying to keep it around 30, 45 seconds. You can hit that up at 323-524-7924. But thank you guys for joining us today. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow with Fan Mail Friday. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.